Welcome to The Real Zodiac, a film retrospective podcast dedicated to reminding or introducing you to some of the most iconic films of all time, stirring up memories of ones you forgot or wish you could forget, and every film in between. Your hosts will be your tour guides and sometimes companions along this journey down the rabbit hole. Be warned, though, there will be blood, guts, more than a few bullet casings, love, despair, tears of joy, and cries of agony. Some from the hosts themselves, because some of these movies will make them wonder why did they choose these movies. Good luck, oh, and of course, enjoy the ride. Frank was one of the CIA's best until they forced him to retire. What's going on? Not much. On October 15th, we're going to break into the CIA and find out who's trying to kill us. We're getting the band back together. There's no substitute for experience. Kordeski trained you. Yeah, I trained Kordeski. Red, ready PG-13, October 15th. Hello, and welcome to Real Zodiac. I am Amanda, and with me, as always, is uh, my partner in crime, Quentin. Hey, Amanda. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Not too much. I'm really excited that um, we're moving on to action now. We yes. just got done with our drama, and now we're back full swing into action. And it's so nice because didn't it feel kind of weird? Because I know for you and I, we had kind of a wintry wonderland um this past like month and it kind of like messed with me because it was just so weird with the drama that we were doing so like now that the i I feel like spring is coming through and now Mm -hmm. we're getting into some action like our whole mood is going to be changing oh absolutely and especially with this movie uh that we're going to be talking about and uh was brought to us by our guest we have on today, Miss Janine. How are you, lovely? I am well. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. So, uh, are you a you're you're a fan of this movie? I am a big fan of this movie. Um, probably one of my favorite um, graphic novel adaptations into a movie. Um, and I have to be honest, I haven't actually read the graphic novel, but I didn't I know, realize it was a I graphic novel. It. it is. It was um it was originally inspired by the Homage Comics limited series, which um it was written by John Haber. Which okay. I don't know who that is, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. But I'm a big fan of this movie. Oh, love it, love it. And I heard that there's a sequel to it. There is indeed, Red 2. Not very creative in the titles, but Red 2. Yeah, Yeah, this was was exciting because I've never seen this film. This is my first time seeing it. I Um, haven't either. Oh, that's exciting. I'm glad that I could introduce you guys to this movie. Yay. Yes. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about Red from 2010. I can't believe this is, like, now maybe 11 years old. 
But, That's um, true, yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That is so weird to think. <laughs> but, yeah, are you, an, uh, Janine, are you, like, an action comedy fan in general? I am. Like, I've seen pretty much every Fast and the Furious movie in theaters, opening oh, weekends. Same. same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Mummy movies. Like, if it's an action-adventure movie, I'm pretty much guaranteed to be there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's why I couldn't believe that I hadn't watched this. When I started looking into it, I was like, how did I, what What was I doing like 10 years ago that I missed this movie and still have not watched it in a decade? You know, <laughs> honestly, I feel like the promotion for it wasn't great. Like, you know, it mm. has some big names in it, obviously. Yeah. There's, you know, but there's Bruce Willis and Helen Mirren and Morgan Freeman and John Malkovich. But I feel like the um, the promotion for it wasn't great. Like, I feel like they tried to hide that it was, like, based on a comic. They didn't want to be associated with, like, a comic book movie. I think this was really before, like, the MCU mm-hmm. movies were really taking off. So I think they just tried to market it as, like, a standard um, action flick. Ah. And they probably should have just really leaned into this movie. <laughs> they should have. I think they definitely yeah. should have. But yeah, I'll kind of go over the little synopsis real quick, and then we'll just get into talking about the characters and the scenes and all of that business. But oh, yeah. I can't wait. I just, I'm sorry. I just, I'm so excited. <laughs> so yeah, out in 2010, um, after surviving an assault from a squad of hitmen, retired CIA agent Frank Moses reassembles his old team for an all-out war. Frank reunites with old Joe and crazy Marvin and wily Victoria to uncover a massive conspiracy that threatens their lives. Only their expert training will allow them to survive a near impossible mission, breaking into CIA headquarters. Which I feel like that's a very weak synopsis, but (laughs) (laughs) for what we get in this movie. But yeah, um, Quentin, you sounds like you're all amped up. Um, yeah, I, the big thing I want to mention right away is I went in blind. Um, I knew Janine that this, uh, had a sequel, but I obviously did not look at the poster cause I didn't want any spoilers for this film. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I'm going to like show my hand a little bit. This movie surprised me. Like I did not <laughs> expect to have that much fun with it. Oh, yay. Um, but yeah, like I, like I said, I'm showing my hand. Um, the thing that I texted Amanda, cause I sometimes like to just text her one sentence, um, about like a film, a, a film we're watching. Cause you know, I don't want to spoil, you know, what, what I think about it too much, but I just said, is it, is it weird to be so, what did I say? Gosh, now I can't remember. Um, <laughs> I said, Oh, I know, I know, I know. Um, is it okay to be turned on by Helen Mirren? Like, the whole time I'm just sitting there like, God, she is a woman. She is Helen for sure. And my response was absolutely with an exclamation point. (laughs) I just, seeing her with a gun was just everything to me. Yes. That's literally what, like. I can I can I can remember the first time I saw this movie in theaters and like I was enjoying the movie up until like Helen Mirren shows up and I'm just like oh my god like I know I'm straight but god damn <laughs> <laughs> I 
love her so much. And in this movie in particular, I was like absolutely in love with her. I had a definite lady boner for her. Oh yeah. I mean, how who who doesn't have a boner for Helen? Like right. do you remember when she was on the hosted SNL? In like yes. almost every skit she was like sultry and saucy <laughs> and she had legs for days and everybody was just like dumbstruck. <laughs> yes, I mean oh she's she's gorgeous and she's so classy and poised and like she just owns the room the second she walks in. Like I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but that white dress that she wears. Oh yeah. Like, oh come on. <laughs> and she had all of those spurs. Let's just oh. talk about her and her character then. Yes. Okay, that's where we're going. So, <laughs> yes, that white dress and the kind of the, when they try to go after the VP. Um, oh, my god, That dress was amazing. She was amazing. And, yeah, Quentin, with her and those guns, it just made for a good mix. Now I totally get, so like. So sexy. Yeah, I totally wanted to check out this graphic novel now because that just, now that makes this even better. Yep. Because that is so comic booky. I did yeah, like how it was sure. filmed. Um, the movie felt like panels of a comic book um, mm-hmm. were just translated to life, especially like in the beginning when um, the CIA comes into his home, into Frank Moses's home to kill him. And he does that thing where he puts the bullets in the frying pan and then it's like they're starting to glow red and it's like it kind of pans between what he's doing and then there was like definite notes of John Wick when he goes down into the basement to, you know, dig up like basically his old life that's been buried under the concrete for years. Oh um, yeah. Which was a great scene, but it's like it's it's kind of like panning between like the bullets getting hot in the pan and him digging up his old life and the way he just takes out the CIA agents, like just ugh, classic Bruce Willis. So amazing. Yeah. I loved how it just jumped right into the action and it was mm-hmm. just like over the top because before that, you know, it's, it's Christmas time and there's his neighbors and you see the neighborhood just all pretty simple and basic and everybody has Christmas stuff up. And so he's like, huh, okay, well, this is what I'll do now. So <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Quentin. I went into this blind as well, but I was like, I kind of had an idea because I knew I'd heard about this movie but apparently I didn't hear about it enough. But <laughs> yes. Oh, such a good surprise. Yeah. I The thing that was really interesting to me is having Carl Urban in this film. And <laughs> like you're watching him in such a different way than Billy Butcher. And I know that he's done obviously other other stuff. I mean, he was in Star Trek, the reboot and all that. Um, Dread. Um, but like, see, like the most recent thing I've seen him in is Billy Butcher, you know, and the boys, mm-hmm. um, and comparing that performance to this, like the dude knows how to freaking act and mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be like, how do I word this? I'm not being critical of his performance here, but this seems like the most tame I've seen him in a film. And it's weird to say that because. You know, he's fighting Bruce Willis and everything. But do you guys kind of know what I mean? Like, he just seems kind of tame here than what I'm used to seeing. Yeah. Yeah. He even seemed like a, like a little, I mean, even though he had a couple scenes where he did some action and stuff, but he seemed a little, 
not puny. That's not the word, but yeah, maybe that just kind of fits with kind of what you're saying, Quentin. Because I was he used to very like all these other things. Okay, he had very like mild mannered vibes, like mm-hmm. like he was Clark Kent, never to be Superman, but he was just very mild mannered. Like you know, yeah. he does his job, he does it well, and he goes home to his family at night, and exactly. that's it. That's his life. Mm-hmm. Can Much I share more, some obscure Carl Urban um, oh, yeah. trivia? Share All it. Right. One of his first roles that I ever saw him in, and I don't know if this is like his first role ever, but do you guys remember the show Xeno Warrior Princess? Yes. I've never it. seen it. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. Okay, first off, Lucy Lawless. Amazing. Yes. But secondly, a very young Carl Urban plays Cupid in that show no yes (laughs) i wonder how many little cameos there are of people in in that show many but because they did film in new zealand and he is a new zealand actor i believe um he he was a very young very blonde cupid what (laughs) i love sharing that fact i love it so much i'm gonna have to look that up too but, oh gosh, I love Sna. Oh my gosh, that is horrible blonde hair. Right. That is disturbing. Oh my goodness. That is the creepiest. Yeah, I need, I can't, my hair, my hair stylist eyes need to look away. <laughs> That's great. Ooh. But yeah, oh him showing up, I was surprised because I was like, ah, cool, Carl Urban. Uh, Yeah. But my favorite, um, I mean, yes, of course, I loved it when Morgan showed up. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But John Malkovich, <laughs> I, I, just leading up to that scene where um, Frank is like telling Sarah, like, don't talk about cell phones, don't talk about satellites. I'm like, oh my gosh, we have a crazy like nutter coming up. Like <laughs> somebody, <laughs> I was like, who is it going to be? Like, what's going to happen? But you already know just with those two little sentences that something um, it's going to be like a big conspiracy theorist type person or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was John Malkovich. Oh, he's so good. I love him. He's amazing. Like one of and this is not saying anything towards Bruce Willis. I think he is a fine actor. He's an action star. Um, But. He's the least interesting person in this movie, and that's not a bad thing. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, the I movie is all about him. Yeah, but, like, everybody around him is, like, this colorful unicorn, and he's just kind of – he's still a unicorn, but, you know, he's just kind of more bleh. Yeah, he's definitely the straight man in this in this cast of characters. Is He's just – he's very straight-laced. Um, I think the worst thing that he's done after being retired, of course, from the CIA um, is that, you know, to get to talk to the character of Sarah, who works in the benefits department, (laughs) is that he keeps tearing up his pension checks so that he can continuously call her. And I love that their relationship, like you don't see it's not like hammered into you that they like each other, but like the fact that he reads all of like the little romance novels that she's currently reading. It's just so and cute. It's adorable. Like what was the last one? It was like love's savage secret. Yes. Yeah, like that. <laughs> oh, and I oh, knew like, that too. 
yeah, her her talking about the book and describing it, and I was just like, okay, I was like, I think that is going to play into this movie a hundred percent. And then you get her scene finally where she's like, it's just like the book. <laughs> and she's, oh, her acting was so funny too because she's just like so like enamored and like like enveloped in this world like she's living like a fantasy right now and even though she's like totally in danger and wanted by the government like she's like every second of it yeah yeah i like that she's our point of view character Mm -hmm. you know like we're supposed to be behind her eyes and i think that was really written well because we're we start with frank and you know he's just he's Getting up, you know, doing his thing, getting coffee, um, putting up Christmas decorations, and then he gets on the call. And you think, like, okay, there seems to be a little romance brewing there. And then, like, it's it's weird because it keeps shifting to uh, Frank, then to Sarah. Like, who is the lead? You know, sometimes it, it really makes you think, like are we supposed to be like thinking that Sarah is just kind of like our main focal point? Um, I don't know. They just do it so well that you can, you can take either. Oh, absolutely. And I have to you know give a shout out. Like she's in Kansas city. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you yeah. So you get a little bit of Kansas city, a tiny bit, but the and little so, pictures and snippets, those are all actual Kansas city things. So well, I was going to say, oh, that's cool. I, I was like, I don't know if Janine was the one that picked this, but I could have totally seen you being the one that would pick this because of the KC tie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Always love it, though. Get a little bit. But, you know, they're not there for long because he mm-hmm. kidnaps her. And <laughs> tries yeah, what to... a kidnapping scene, you know, like that was. Oh, my God. It was just <laughs> they there's a line, you know, there's a line when it's, you know, supposed to be funny or and or you know like scary in the actual situation they do such a good job and they do this very tastefully of a of a hilarious kidnapping because she goes into her apartment and she's walking around and he's just in the apartment you know like that is just so freaking funny (laughs) definitely freaky (laughs) i don't think i would appreciate that but i love her whole thing like she's coming off of a date so she's out there exploring and the guy's like what are you not gonna ask me and she's like uh no he's like but i bought you dinner and i'm like fuck that dude and the whole time exactly. she's like mumbling and griping about how she's like you still live with your fucking mother you know <laughs> like it, it's it's super relatable like mm-hmm. uh, like you said quinn and i love that she's our focal point because like like, you know, you have both of them, like you have Frank Moses and you have Sarah and, you know, she is like definitely the female viewpoint. And I love that. It's like, you know, yeah, she's going on this date and she's coming home and it's super relatable the way that she's home and like, you know, just like stripping off stuff, grabbing a beer and like rehashing the whole night. Like, <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is what I, this is what I get. Like, <laughs> like I, love I loved it. it. Oh, it was so nice. But, yeah, even if I like the dude, I don't know if I'd want somebody being, like, in my apartment, though. But, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I was like, what? Bro. (laughs) You know, like, how was she going to react to this? Yeah. Especially with that attitude of, like, oh, but I bought you dinner. It's like, yeah, thanks for the food. Goodbye. 
Like, <laughs> that's it. Transaction over. <laughs> All things done. Oh, gosh. So, uh, what what is a favorite scene of yours in this, Janine? Um, okay, so after they've met up with um, John Malkovich's character, which I forget his character's name now. Um, Marvin. But, you know, he's Marvin. So he's absolutely crazy. But you also find out that he's like tied to MK Ultra because he was being dosed with LSD for years <laughs> by the government. Yes. So with with good reason he's crazy. But I love that he like where he lives is like the entrance to his home is first off disguised underneath an old car. Yeah. Um, so he actually lives underground to confuse the satellites, which I love it. But then when they are getting through the airport trying to get to DC to figure out this whole conspiracy and he, when they're getting ready to leave, he goes, Oh, I can grab the piggy. And he was walking around with this stuffed pig that is actually housing like a semi-automatic weapon. But, and even though he's crazy, like he was able to spot that agent, the woman who was, who was following them. Yeah. At first you think she's just a real estate agent. And then later, you know, she's she's there with, like, a whole missile launcher. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I'm so glad that that paid off. Because, like, oh she's God. following us, and she's... And I was just hoping. I was like, oh. I just... Yeah, for that character, I wanted everything that he believed in to be legit. Because oh, it was 100%. just so bonkers. I'm like, I hope there are satellites, and I hope that lady is an agent. And I hope all of this pays off later in the movie. And they didn't wait too long. It paid off quite quite soon after that and I was like yay (laughs) it's true yeah you're not you're not made to wait too long for any payoff of any sort of setup it's like it's set up and then maybe within 10-15 minutes it's like you're getting the payoff and it's like the big action scene the shooting everything the blowing things up and he was more upset about the fact that she called him an old man (laughs) like that's a running (laughs) thing for the whole movie is just because they are all retired grandpa he's like Who's old now? Who's grandpa now, bitch? Yeah, that was great. The RPG woman, like, I I knew she was coming back. And so, like, seeing her come back, <laughs> it was just perfect. Like, I'm glad that they had that humor in there so much. And I just mm-hmm. didn't expect this, Janine, for this film to be that funny. I thought we were getting, like, a very serious take, but... I, I was very I was duped right away with like the music that we get um, at the beginning and just like the score in general. I mean, it's it's like almost like a uh, like cool lounge band um, s- score the whole time. Yes. And I'm all for it. Oh, such a good score. And it was a lot of fun. Oh, I laughed out loud so many times in this movie. Like you said, Quentin, earlier, like this was. This is well received. And it was like, you know, I watched it today and it was like bright and sunny and beautiful. I was just like springs around the corner. I'm down with this. I'm yeah. way okay. Janine, you picked a good one for us to kind of kick off this action. Yay! I'm so happy. Fantastic. Um, Amanda, what was your favorite scene? Oh, gosh. Oh. Yeah, there's so many little bits that I like, just a lot of the one-liners and stuff. But um, favorite scene was probably that one where they're all shooting at each other with that lady and the other people. And they're just like, I mean, 
shooting shooting a missile launcher like it's a showdown like like a like in a western <laughs> and the bullet hits perfectly right on i mean all ridiculous but just every bit of all of those explosions everything like that that was probably one of my favorite scenes like one yeah. of the longer scenes but <laughs> yeah uh, i'm going to have to i'm going to have to go with the whole like uh helen mirren just being a badass and with uh, whenever she's with John Malkovich and he's just giving her guns to shoot, you know, mm-hmm. um, in the in the kitchen and then like out in the parking garage. I'm just sitting there. My mouth is on the floor. I'm just like, Helen Mirren, where have you been all my life? Like, I just <laughs> wasn't expecting her to look that good in that dress, you know. She's just stunning. Down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love. Yeah. When, she, when she's coming down. When she's entering the ballroom and she's got that great red lipstick and her hair is just, it's that great shade of white that just looks so natural. Like, you know, it's never been touched by by a salon and the dress and the necklace, the accessories are just everything. And actually something that I've noticed, like I've, I've rewatched this film many times over the years. But, you know, you have the character also of Brian Cox, who plays the um, the Russian agent who's been in yes. love with her, with her character for years. And when Frank and Marvin first show up at Helen Mirren's house to get Frank's um, wound taken care of, there's a bottle of Russian vodka in the background that's the same brand that he was drinking with Brian Cox's character when he went to the Russian consulate. So it's one of those little great things in the background that's like, they both have been like basically in love with each other since she shot him on a mission, but left him alive. And that's when he knew that he, that she loved him. (laughs) And it's like, she she shot me in the chest instead of the head. Exactly. He's (laughs) like, that's what I knew that she loved me because I woke up from her shooting me. But it's like the respect that he had for her is he never then came into her life to be like, oh, but we're we are in love with each other. It's like, no, like he let her go because he knew her job. He knew his own job. But the fact that like she was still drinking the same brand of vodka that he was drinking is like one of those little things that I just noticed this time I watched it. And I was like, oh, like that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, I love that. They really I mean, for it being like an action comedy, they really flush out the characters really well because you you get their backstory and you get both sides of it and all the layers and you still get, you know, obviously John Malkovich's (laughs) character story and you even get get the bit of Carl Urban too. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're leaving out Morgan Freeman's character though of Joe. Um, Oh yes, Joe. I love... I love our introduction to him in the nursing home. Oh, my God. Pretending that his TV doesn't work so that the nurse will bend over. Oh, gosh. That's how it is. My sister worked in a a nursing home for a while when she first got into her nursing. And she's just like, those old men. Oh, God. (laughs) And, you know, unless they really cross the line. But she says that's just kind of how a lot of them are, you know, like, yeah. If I was 50 years younger, I'd be taking you out, doll. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Or yeah, they'd he... Pinch her, he they pinch her butt or something, but... Yeah. <laughs> right. He um, he was an all right character. I mean, it, it sucks, I guess, because 
um, his death seems so just random. I mean, Mm -hmm. not, I guess not random because they kind of did build it up just a little bit there, but like, I I don't know. Like, it just seems so sudden and then that's it, you know? And I know they take a drink for him and everything, but like, we get this great quip with him and just like being with the people, the old gang again. And we had that fake out in the beginning where like, we Mm -hmm. think he is getting like, he dies. Mm -hmm. So we get the fake out that leads to him actually dying. And what seems in such like a bitch ass way, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I didn't expect him to come back honestly, which I think back now, you know, Looking back, I was like, yeah, they duped me. I should have seen through that, but they duped me. It's Morgan Freeman, hello. Right. <laughs> but, but I knew he was going to die at some point because they definitely talk about his stage four liver cancer. So mm-hmm. I was like, uh-oh, they're saying that because, you know, and they have the little discussion like, he's like, well, I'm going to die anyway. He's like, yeah, but do you want to be shot? He's kind of like, meh. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but that definitely was a little bit of a foreshadowing. So I thought him being killed off in the beginning, I thought just that was it. It was just like kind of like a cameo performance. But then <laughs> with Marvin in the, the ambulance and the door opens and there we see Joe. I was like, yeah. oh, hello, Joe. <laughs> You're not dead. Yeah, I was I like I said, he. He was just kind of there for me. Um, I put him in a lower tier than I do, obviously, Bruce Willis. And I'm saying, like, I I hope you guys know that I don't mean, like, Bruce Willis sucks in this film. It's just out of all the characters, you know, yeah, he's the straight man. And you can't really love the straight man too much. Like, think about it. Out of all the Ninja Turtles, who says Leo is their favorite Ninja Turtle, you know? Yeah. So, like, yeah. (laughs) I mean, even people like like, uh, (laughs) Mikey. My nephews um, love Mikey and Raph. Yeah, I mean, those are arguably the, I feel like, the most famous ones. I feel like Don gets the uh, the short shaft just because he has he's a kind stick. Of like the, he's kind of like the Danny of New Kids on the Block. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that to him. Don't do that to That's my boy. That's amazing. Um, but oh yeah, so gosh. like... I feel like I, I feel like Morgan Freeman's character is just a tier lower than Bruce Willis's character, and mm-hmm. that's not good. Like I I wasn't like sitting there like cheering or you know high fiving you know nobody actually because nobody else was watching this with me. But like yeah, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't overjoyed to see him again. I guess, and I think that was the reaction that we were supposed to have mm-hmm. and seeing. Yeah. Him. No, I can agree yeah. on that. Um, like it, it's like a, it's a nice surprise when he pops back up because you're like, oh, Joe. And then when he sacrifices himself, you know, I, I guess it's more of a nod of him going out on his own terms. Like he's not mm-hmm. going to let the cancer kill him. It's he's going to go out basically sacrificing himself for his teammates. So, um, exactly. you know, it's like they were trying to make it more noble. But but I agree with you in that his character is very. It's not, he's definitely not as fleshed out as the others. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, can we blame that on 
you know, screen time because I mean, I don't know. I feel like Helen Mirren might have the same amount of screen time as him, but like she just does so much with it. You know, she yeah. is talking to Sarah about, you know, I've never seen Frank so happy. I, I just, I didn't like that line. Just it's so cliche. Like I've never <laughs> seen him. I've never seen him like this. You know, it's just, ugh. But anyway, but um, I love that whole bit. That's like one I of the, the smaller scenes. It's just like, so if you break his heart, I'm going to come and kill you, and I'm going to bury your body in the woods. And she's like, right. Ooh, all right. She's like, like, okay. Thumbs up. <laughs> Two thumbs. Because she could really do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, she she was so much fun to watch on screen, and yeah, I like I liked having her not like in the middle like she was kind of the last piece of the puzzle Mm -hmm. you know and i'm glad that they kept her for last because i I think they really saved the best for last um with her character and just seeing her who she is but boy when she had that shot go through her i was about to flip my laptop (laughs) because i'm like this she better not die you know that's kind of i was wondering too i was like oh is she gonna sacrifice herself and then Ivan comes along and carries her out. Like, yeah, they're just so adorable. <laughs> and I and I love that. Like, you could see that the bullet went straight through her. You know, like yeah. you could, yeah. And so I was like, oh, well, that's good in a sense. But yeah, exactly. I, I was like, oh, it's just a through and through. It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it through. <laughs> oh, but, oh gosh, yeah. And, um, but- if we can tap on some of like the action scenes, oh like, yeah, um, one of my favorites visually comes pretty early on in the movie um, after he has kidnapped Sarah and they're in New Orleans, and you know that scene with the cop car when it's like his car gets hit by Carl Urban's character, mm-hmm. and as the car is spinning out, he opens the door and just steps out, guns blazing, with, like, the bumper <laughs> of the car barely missing, and I was like, how did I forget about this scene? And I, like, I'm sitting alone <laughs> in the house, and I'm like, yes! <laughs> he killed it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I yeah. loved it. Like, that, that is probably my most favorite, like, cinematic action piece that I've seen in quite some time. Just so good. The way it's executed. Oh, it is so good. Yeah, they, and I mean, this film, you know, granted came out in 2010. So you feel like, especially with the eighties and nineties and action films, they try to do everything. I mean, look at the matrix. It tried to beat everybody as like the biggest action film. Mm -hmm. And they're still coming up with ways for it to feel new and inventive. Yeah. Um, and with older actors and I'm saying that, you know, lightly because I don't want any of them to kick my ass. Like they're going to win, but <laughs> you're being like, respectful. Yeah. I mean, like these young agents, <laughs> right. But I have to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying there, Janine. I love the Carl urban fight versus Bruce Willis in the office. Yes. Everything about that was just perfect. Cause you think that like, maybe they like met their match, you know, in terms of fighting. But man, Frank just goes all in on uh, Carl Urban's character, and I'm just I'm here for it. I was like, yeah, dude, kick his ass. Uh, it, it's such a good fight too, because once he 
once Frank has um, Carl Urban's character, let me look up his name because I keep saying I keep saying that. I know uh, William sorry. Cooper. Well, William Cooper. Yeah. Right, so when Frank has William pinned, and he goes, "Oh, did so and so train you?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, I trained him," and then like dislocates his elbow. So it's like, uh, it's like they could have been very evenly matched, but then it's clear that like Frank Moses retained a lot of knowledge that he didn't completely pass on and uh, (laughs) like it just shows like yeah like he's an older guy but like there's so much that comes from the experience that he has you know collected over his career and like yeah like like you're right it, it does seem like they could be so evenly matched in that moment but he was still able to get the upper hand just mm-hmm. from experience oh and i just love after that um the his boss uh cynthia which she looks so familiar but i cannot figure out where i've seen her from and i even like looked into her filmography and stuff and i just can't place her maybe she just looks like somebody else that i'm thinking of but um she's like um you had your ass just handed to you like you're still on this like i think you might want to quit but yeah you can't this is you still have the same like the same goal Uh, and he's just kind of like shit this sucks (laughs) but then as the story unfolds we find out that there's like this whole what what was it uh guatemala Mm -hmm. the incident in guatemala 1981 (laughs) (laughs) oh and i love that you know getting the information from like the super secret cia uh library Ernest oh, Borgnine yeah. shows up, Ernest and I was like, "Oh, he's so like, that's cute. cute. Like, <laughs> he is just the most adorable old man. Like, mm-hmm. I just uh, put him in my pocket. He's so cute, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> and know. I love it because he's not like he's not a villainous role either. He's just he respects Frank, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I love that because like I don't know I I was happy that Carl Urban kind of changed his tune when he started mm-hmm. realizing like wait a minute you know what I need to help these guys and I like I I kind of did cheer whenever you know he handcuffed uh Frank but then gave him the key you know mm-hmm. I was like okay okay Carl Urban you're coming <laughs> back to my good graces yep. <laughs> but yeah just bringing up the whole Guatemala 81 and then it turns out it was like all the vice president and he's going to run for president now. And it's this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I just about died when they revealed who that uh, character was uh, Stanton. Um, but yeah, he, he's the guy from uh, like mostly I know him from charmed and then uh, nip tuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I want to go back and rewatch nip tuck so bad. That's funny. I never you watched that. that series. Oh, it's great. It's really good. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. It's over the top, but it's so good. <laughs> um, and of course, me being, you know, a two or nineties kid, I know him most famously from uh the Fox's Fantastic Four as Doctor Doom. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. That's where my mind went immediately. I was like, Oh man, they really picked a good actor to like just look pissed off the whole time does he has a great like bad guy face yeah like, he, he can go either way did either of you watch charmed ever i no. did watch charmed i loved charmed 
I wasn't supposed to watch it growing up because, you know, it's witchcraft, but yeah, uh, I didn't care. I loved it so much. (laughs) So like Quentin, he's basically like the devil in charge. Oh, and he's dating. He's dating. Yeah. And he's dating one of the witch sisters and it's Alyssa Milano. And when those seasons where they went back and (laughs) forth, right, because she's supposed to be a good witch, but he's like the devil and Mm -hmm. so they really but they really loved (laughs) each other. So like that was like as it was airing, I'm just like, I just want them to be together. Like everybody else is all Ross and Rachel. And I'm like, no, these two. (laughs) This is the relationship we need to focus on, guys. When was it really (laughs) popular? Like what decade? Oh, gosh, I feel like early 2000s. Yeah, late 90s, okay. early 2000s. Like, I, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't even know that, like, I didn't even know what Charmed is. Like, I'd never heard of it. Oh, my gosh. It's, yeah. I was too busy three watching Fantastic three. Four, obviously. Yeah, it's three <laughs> sisters that are witches that don't know that they're witches, but they find out, and there's actually a fourth sister. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, <laughs> great, great. Like, Shannon <laughs> Doherty's in it, um, Rose McGowan, and uh, Holly Marie Combs. But... Oh, yeah. 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 2000 to 2003. And then it came back uh, in 2005. And he came back in 2005. Yeah. There you gotcha. go. Yeah. Kaylee Kuoko's in it, too, later on. <laughs> yes, dude. I have a new appreciation for Kaylee Kuoko. I know we're getting off a little bit, and that's okay. <laughs> but I just have to say, Kaylee Kuoko, like, I did not watch Big Bang Theory. I never enjoyed that show. Um just because of Jim Parsons' character, I just did not like Sheldon. Yeah, it's um, so annoying. Yeah, and so like I didn't watch a show, but I just recently saw her in the flight attendant, and oh. holy shit, it almost, almost made me want to watch it just for her. But uh, eh, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> annoying characters. Oh gosh, I couldn't, I couldn't ever get behind Big Bang because of. Uh, a lot of my clients, you know, that, you know, years ago, like, you know, knew that I was into more nerdy stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you're just like the people on that show. And the people that watch it seemed like people that weren't into anything, like they would never step foot in a Comic-Con or anything like that. And so some of the, like, comments that people just made about that show, it's just like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch this because yeah. that's not how, that's not how we people are, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's, say it again. <laughs> but anyway, we're not here to bash Big Bang Theory because I could go on for hours. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I was really happy to see this actor in it. And especially for the way like he's playing this role, you expect him to be the big bad. But lo and behold, he's not even. He's just kind of a puppet. Yeah. Yep. Oh, really? Somebody... Oh, a presidential person being a puppet. Weird, <laughs> strange concept. Seems very appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, Richard Dreyfus shows up where I'm like, oh, so he's now really the big bad. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I love his little, uh, like his cameo performance. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I love Richard, Richard Dreyfus. I feel like I feel like I've read so many stories about how he's like an asshole in real life, but every time he shows up, I'm like, yeah, it's the guy from Jaws. Like, <laughs> I well, know he's done so much more than that, but. <laughs> the Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that what I we did. 
<laughs> yeah, and I know him mostly from uh, What About Bob and Mr. Holland's Opus. Oh, yeah, Mr. Holland's Opus. You know what? I My, uh, my grandmother-in-law bought me that film, and she says, you need to watch this considering you're a band director. And I said, of course, and uh-huh. I still have yet to watch it. Yeah, you totally need to watch it. Yeah, I do. I do. I (laughs) and you love the Beatles, and there is a yeah. I yeah. Since you love the Beatles, um, make sure you have tissues. Oh no! When you watch it, no, it's good. It's good, worth the watch. But there's one scene that happens in that film. I think is gonna you're gonna have to pause for a minute. But it it, it's good. (laughs) It gives you I, the feels, yeah. and they're good yes, but... But with all the shit that we watched, Amanda, like, do I really <laughs> need to get in my feels? I feel like I'm good for the whole year after <laughs> what we endured with uh, our drama. Yes. No, I, I will watch it, I promise. I just need to I just need to do it. Like, I just need to just bite the bullet and do it. It's sitting right, like, I'm looking right at it. <laughs> you know, it's sitting right there, and I just haven't turned it on. Yeah, it's a great film. And I've never... I don't think ever watched Jaws all the way through from beginning to end. I love that movie. I don't think I've actually seen it. I need to. Jaws is a classic. This is it's like one of the first like monster movies. Not really one of the first. I shouldn't say that. (laughs) um, This is when I should discipline you, Janine. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm very ashamed of myself, but this. It's one of the first monster movies where it's like you hardly see the monster. And mostly because the mechanical shark, which they named Bruce, hardly worked. And so it's like they just had to film around it. So you just see a fin. You see kind of a shark here. You see kind of a shark there. But it's all about the tension and the buildup and the characters. And there's so many great moments. It's it's a great horror suspense movie. Um, and I think it holds up like... Maybe not all of the, all of the effects, but just the story, the tension, all of it holds up. And that's our Jaws review for you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I like I said, dude, I'm so horrible when it comes to people like saying, hey, man, you really got to sit down and watch this film. I'm like, OK. And then I go and watch like Godzilla 19, you know, so like that's <laughs> so. That, yeah, I just there's a lot of films I need to watch, and that's why like whenever I posted that thing on the Leftover Army, I said I need all your classic films, put them out there. I need to watch these. I'm making a list, and I'm gonna sit down and watch these. I really am. So, because there's a lot of classic movies I have not seen. I have not seen a lot of classic films. There's and just I, so many, so many. I know. But that's what we're here to do. We're here to talk about classic films like Red. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the movie we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, no, but uh, oh, I love the, the little trivia bits on some of these movies. But I have to kind of like chuckle at this one about Helen Mirren. But the trivia, the sentence that actually is put out there, they call her Dame Helen Mirren. Had to learn how to shoot a gun without blinking. So as to look more like an experienced killer. And blinking was one of the main reasons why the stars in the Matrix trilogy wore sunglasses to mask their involuntary reactions. Oh, I get oh. that easily. Yeah. 
shooting a gun, you're sitting there and yeah, you just automatically think that recoil is going to come back and just like snap you in the head. That's so crazy. So it's not like sneezing, you know, like you always close your eyes when you sneeze, but they say if you keep them open, your eyes will pop out. (laughs) Oh my God. I've never heard that. Don't say that to me. (laughs) Apparently it's supposed to be physically impossible for you to keep your eyes open when you sneeze. Like, it's one of those involuntary things that your body does is you, you close your eyes when you sneeze. Right. But now I'm wondering if that's not true and I've just been, like, conditioned to believe things. that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, um, I have a question for you guys. Are you very familiar with Mary Louise Parker? Like, yeah. I... Some, semi. I watch Weeds. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I know that she was really famous for her show Weeds, um, I've never watched it. And so like, this was my kind of first introduction to, um, Mary Louise Parker. And this makes me want to watch more stuff with her in it because I really liked her. Oh, have you ever watched fried green tomatoes? <gasps> I was no. just about to mention that movie. I love, I love that, movie. that movie. I remember watching it in the theater and then like watching it so many more times after. Oh, that's a movie that my my wife has told me that I need to sit down and watch. He's a hundred percent correct. Yeah, dude, <laughs> they just need to they just need to chill out for a little bit on movies and let everybody catch up, right? Right. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I I'm gonna be watching more stuff with her because she really captivated me as just like a character that you're not really even like you don't think that you're really going to be that attached to, but I, I loved her. And when I was doing some research, I'm, I I really got to see this film that she was in called golden exits because it has, um, Lily Rabe in it. And I love Mm -hmm. her and Jason Schwartzman, Chloe Mm -hmm. Savigny or Savini. Um, I need to watch it because I love all those people so much. And yeah, she, she might, she might be up there if, like, I I watch more stuff because, like I said, she like really captivated me. Might mm-hmm. have to watch Weeds too. Who knows? Yeah, she'll she'll do the same thing to you in Weeds because I feel like the character she played in this had um, different aspects that kind of mirrored her character in Weeds. Oh boy, another show to start. Right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but if you no, watch it does. Those, it sort of makes sense to me. Because, you know, in Weeds, like, you know, she's a mom that starts stealing weed, but she kind of has that love, like, you know, like, there's all this action and the craziness happening. And so she's kind of, like, falling in love with, like, the the chaos, which she kind right. of did in this film. So, kind of the same thing. But, yeah. Um, you guys have any any bits extra for this movie? Not not me really because I mean we pretty much talked about I mean um this is nothing against the film but it's not really that complicated of a film you know mm-hmm. like it's just kind of a fun action adventure that you can kind of shut your brain off for an hour and a half or I guess this is an hour and 50 minutes but I I had a lot of fun watching it because there's nothing too complex you know and I think that we really we really like 
did ourselves a favor in making action come after drama because yes, I you know, so like too. you can just kind of have fun with this. You know, there's yeah. not there's not too much to really dissect. Um, so, but yeah, Janine, I think you picked a, a great one. Thank you for for picking this one. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm so glad that you guys like this movie and that I could introduce you to to a uh, a really good action comedy. Um, it's it, it is a lot of fun and it has great rewatchability. Um, oh, 100%. like like you can revisit this in a couple of months and then like yeah, I I mean I've watched it ten plus times probably over the years and I'm still finding new things. So it's right. it's a really rewatchable movie. Well, I'm going to have to watch Red 2 and then I'm going to have to talk to you yeah. about it afterwards. I don't want yeah. I don't want to know if it's good or bad or anything. I, I won't say anything. Yeah, <laughs> I I I'm really excited cuz yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to be watching it. Um, <laughs> the post credit scene, not post credit, but the scene before Oh yeah. Start. Oh, <laughs> yeah, when they I want to know what the hell's going on with that. Where they're oh. are in Russia, right? And <laughs> Marvin's in a dress in a Wooden in a wheelbarrow. wheelbarrow. <laughs> He's like, Moldova sucks. <laughs> Next time your girlfriend wears the dress. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just like, what the hell? And then it ends. Oh. Uh, it's so, so fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you guys want to, we can go ahead and rate this thing. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to go first because I've, I feel like I, my answer isn't really going to be a surprise or my rating. Um, I'm going to give this a 2.5 out of three. And the only reason it's not a total three is because I think that if there had to be one character who could have been cut in this film, it could have been Morgan Freeman. And um, yeah, like it just, I think that's really mostly it. I just didn't really care for his character. And um, it just sucks that he was like, he had a fake death and then he really died. And that was kind of that. So I just don't really like that, like loose thread just kind of gone. But uh, other than that, I mean, the film, the film was great. Like I said, I'm so glad we got to watch this. It was just a nice, nice palate cleanser from the, uh, Four weeks of just straight drama. So what about you, Jane? <laughs> I mean, it's probably obvious. I'm giving this a three out of three. Um, just one of my all-time favorites. Um, I had a great experience seeing it in the theaters for the first time. So I'm sure that clouds part of my judgment. But mm-hmm. I I find this movie super rewatchable. It's a lot of fun. It's a bit deeper than you expect it to be, but it still has great humor and action pieces and really good character development, except for Joe. Um, but all in all, I'm definitely giving this a three out of three. Awesome. Nice. I'm really glad to hear that. How about you, Amanda? Yeah, I'm kind of right in between the two of you. I'm giving this like a 2.7. I'll it's take it. Kind of, yep. Just wanted maybe a little bit more of the Joe stuff, but no. Like you said, Janine, like there is so much more development. I mean, it could be, this could easily be like a Fast and the Furious we're talking like six on, seven right. on, or like it's just like, you know, yeah, where it's just True. completely yeah. just ridiculous. But they really do have a lot of good layers and stories with these different characters that they didn't have to do. It could just have been like a bunch of crazy action. But I love the character stories 
And, and like, uh, yeah, Marvin was my favorite. Ugh, <laughs> I love it. He's so good. <laughs> there's I only one. Over that. <laughs> yeah, there's only one like franchise that I could easily fall in love with. I would love for them to make more of these. Like I could really follow these characters for, you know, like four plus movies. Um, mm-hmm. Because anything yeah, with John Malkovich, I'm in. I mean, like. Even his stupid part in Transformers 3, where he plays like a over-the-top, just weirdo boss to Shia LaBeouf's character, I was all for it. I was like, this is the best thing ever. John Malkovich <laughs> is just an amazing person. I'll watch anything he's in. So He's great. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, so I mean, that's our review on Red. Um, so we are... Very happy to be able to to do this film with you, Janine. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad that we could get you on for your first time being on The Real Zodiac. This was so much fun. Um, I had such a great time talking to you guys. It was super comfortable, too, like just having a conversation with friends. And when cons are a thing again, we're going to meet in person and... Hugs. Have a drink. Hug. And hug. Exactly. I was about to say we are gonna fucking hug it out. We're gonna yeah. hug it hard. <laughs> oh gosh. The next C two E two, like my arms are gonna be so tired. Yeah. <laughs> my shoulder muscles are sore now. <laughs> no, Janine, you are absolutely wonderful. I I really value you as a friend, especially like getting to know you and your sister. Um, you are such a great person, and I'm just so glad that we. Oh are able to get you on and please know that you are welcome back anytime. Thank you. I would, I would definitely, I would jump back on in a heartbeat. Yeah. And this is definitely a lot more lighthearted than, uh, my friend Dahmer. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I'm all for a good true crime. Oh yeah. I I totally want to discuss (laughs) that one's a rough one. So bad. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We're going to get so drunk and discuss so much true crime. I want to know your theories I, I, on JonBenet Ramsey. Yeah, and I discovered <laughs> through uh, Instagram that you are a weirdo. <gasps> You're a weirdo, too? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> are you a murderino, too? Uh, No, not yet. Uh, okay. I'm still binging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still binging morbid. So. <laughs> and I'm lost. Um, okay. so it's a true crime podcast that's fantastic. right um but yeah janine we'll we'll get you back for sure um i i don't want to assume this but are there any podcasts or anything that you're on right now that you want people to know um i am not um i'm not a regular guest star i made this joke last time i was on um the leftover army monsters all out attack is that I'm like the cicadas as I show up every 17 years. Um, <laughs> so I just, pop up, I just pop up randomly here and there. Um, but I'm, I'm semi-active on social media, on Instagram and TikTok. Um, both places, I'm purple underscore thunder 0114, um, where I did a whole series on TikTok about what, cult, what makes a cult based on the bite model. What? Yes. I had no Check it idea. out, folks. Yes. <laughs> You'll have to go back through all the stupid duets I've done. Um, <laughs> but pretty I early on. Sound like a TikTok, true TikToker. 
I haven't been brave <laughs> enough to do a TikTok, but I sit there and will go through my For You page and I'm like, I have this, I do that. Oh, dear. Dude, my, <laughs> my For You page is all Elizabeth Olsen right now. And like, <laughs> I'm not helping my case because then I start liking all of the Elizabeth Olsen videos and then I just keep getting more. Yep. And I'm just sitting there like, well, I need to see what else she's doing. So I, then I get on YouTube and check out like past interviews. And now YouTube tells me to look at, you know, <laughs> here's, a, here's a three hour compilation of Elizabeth Olsen just smiling, you know, and it's just like, geez. <laughs> She does have a great smile, though. She does, man. Like oh, She's got a great smile. And her She's acting just... chops have just... I'm just so blown away. Blown away, dude. Blown a fucking way. Like, I, I'll i have to tell you guys off off air um, something that I realized. But, like I said, we'll, we'll save it till off air. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I do want to mention... Um, and, Amanda, you're probably going to get sick and tired of me mentioning this, <laughs> like, every, every podcast. But... We are going to be doing our first retrospective bonus reviews of the MonsterVerse movies, all leading up to Godzilla vs. Kong. No, we are not doing all 30-something movies of Godzilla uh-huh. and Kong. We are just doing – I'm saving that for Amanda's other podcast. She can do that all there. <laughs> um, but we are just going to be doing Godzilla 2014 all the way up to this year's release of Godzilla vs. Kong on HBO Max. And in select theaters. So please be with us whenever we get there. We are going to have a master class, pretty much, of people on that episode. Um, five people, Amanda. Like, I, oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't that know how. Sounds like a do. leftover army monster. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, you'll be right at home, and so will Dan. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're really excited about that. So make sure to stay tuned for that. But. Notice how I say they're bonus episodes, so you still get the regular episodes. And guess what? We're not even doing it for a cost. We're doing it for free. Because why would we want to make money when we could just do stuff for free all the time? (laughs) Um, No, but we are extremely excited. Um, Amanda, dude, I'm just so excited for this year. We've said this multiple times just to each other, but I'm just so glad that we're back. and We're just rocking and rolling, man. Me too, me too. Yeah. But, yeah, Janine, you're coming back. I'm sorry, even if you didn't want Definitely. to, if you're just being nice. I don't give a I'm shit. Not, I, think I would back. just show up. I would just show up. Keep yeah, we're going to. Yeah, no. Cicada my ass. You're going to be on every episode. <laughs> Isn't that great? No. We'll uh, make you a grasshopper. <laughs> no, but thank you so much, Janine. And thank you, Amanda. We're so happy that you guys got to join us for our first action uh, film for our Zodiac genre. And uh, we are going to end it now. So have a good day and keep it real.